Welcome to another episode of Getting Literate. I'm Katie. I'm Julia. And yeah, we're here this week with uh with the Great Gatsby and like a really strong gin drink. I don't know if you've tried it yet. Oh, Katie, we are here this week <laughs> with the Great Gatsby. Um, I made three drinks tonight. Oh my uh, God. So there's the Fitzgerald, right, which okay. we, is the drink officially that we decided on. Oh, uh, was gin it? Gin and lemon juice. That's fun. Did you okay. make a gin, Ricky? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh, my God. Well, you were the one who said the Fitzgerald, and I literally no, I decided know. all the drinks. And so I, I was like, okay, yeah. we'll give Katie the Fitzgerald. <laughs> and then I guess I didn't tell you that. Um, but don't worry, because I also made the Gin Ricky. Perfect. Perfect. And because it's one of the two cocktails mentioned by name in The Great Gatsby, and speaking of the two cocktails mentioned by name in The Great Gatsby, I have a mint up right here. Iconic. I'm dreading Incredible. Drinking. It's like whiskey, isn't it? I... Bourbon, baby. Oh, that's oh. worse. Mm. Okay, yum. It's so much worse. <laughs> it's not yum. Mm. Um, I went full out. I'm in full makeup, full oh, hair, yeah. full costume. Like headpiece. There's pearls involved. It's very extravagant. So I love it. So many pearls. <laughs> that's so fun. That's so fun. Oh, I feel Thank so lame you. now. Um, damn, that's and I'm not goal. even drinking the right fucking like, drink. How can I mean, I... one of, but. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah. three options. I'm sorry. I thought we were going to drink the Fitzgerald. That's I funny. No, I remember saying that, and I remember you agreeing, and then in our, like, Google Doc, where we have all the information, uh, it said Gin Ricky, and I was like, all right. It says have Fitzgerald those and Gin Ricky, queen. Oh, I'm in a different Google Doc than you are. My apologies. <laughs> My apologies. But take it away, queen. Tell us about what The Great Gatsby's about. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to read mine because I wrote it because mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be saying it. So, oh, yeah. if you don't already know about The Great Gatsby, I invite you to pause this podcast and take a moment to reflect on how you let your life uh, dissolve oh into such God. other shambles. Okay, pause, moment. Okay, good. Um, the Great Gatsby is iconic. The Great Gatsby is the pinnacle of yearning, the model of the American dream. It was written by my absolute king, F. Scott Fitzgerald. And it is set in my favorite historical era, the Jazz Age, which I am dressed like a flapper girl right now. Um, It's set specifically in New York and Long Island um, during the Jazz Age. And it's an absolute masterpiece of a novel that depicts um, narrator Nick Carraway's interactions with mysterious millionaire Jay Gatsby. And Gatsby, he has an obsession to reunite with his former lover, Daisy Buchanan, who's Nick's cousin. But you already knew this, right? Right? I sure hope right? so. I don't know what you'll do if people didn't, so. Unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you weren't aware, this is Julia's favorite book. Yeah. Like, ever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Get yeah. ready for a time. I got to reread it for the first time in, like, probably six or seven years. So that was fun. I read it two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. It's the kind of book that you can pick up yeah. and, like, reread, like, once a month. Easy. So quick. It took me, yeah. like, t- I don't even know, two days to get through the whole thing. You know, and this is Easy me like TV. just picking it up when I had a chance. It is a short book, mm-hmm. but is there a whole lot packed in there? You yes. know it. You know it. Yes. God, it does so much with such little space. Girl, yeah. It what, what a respectable do. author. 
I mean, he was a little fucked up, but like, I love him. What a goddamn what a visionary icon. Yeah. Um. Well, with that, did we want to get into? I mean, like, I I already fucking know what you rated (laughs) this book. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Katie, do you want to guess my rating for this book? I would I would love to guess. I would love to guess. Julie. Okay. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say it's five stars. Wow. How'd you know? How'd you know? Oh, my God. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> I guess it means I'll... I have to drink. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I guess it means we both have to drink. Mm. I would love to know um, what you think I think of this book, though. Okay. Yes. So, Katie, I think you rated it four stars. Oh, bold. No, you're off by half a star. 4.5. Four it's four and a half. Thank God. Yeah. So I, I saw the Thank panic God. in your eyes when you thought, oh, no, would it be three and a half? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I loved it. I loved it. It lost a half a star for one one small thing. Um, Interesting. I'm so excited to yeah, hear that. Yeah, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Um. Tell me, tell me about your top three, Julia. This is your favorite book of all time. How did you narrow it down to top three things that you liked? God, it was hard. Um, I just thought of things that sparked the most joy. So number one is obviously the quote that I want tattooed on my body. Not that I have tattoos. Don't worry, yeah. mom. Um, it's on my wall also. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like the writing is so beautiful in the bu- this book and that's why it's my number one. It's, where I'm, it's my favorite book. Uh, Fitzgerald is a flowery language king, a metaphor king. So here's my favorite quote. And so we beat on, boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. Um, well, and I it's mean, so funny. Reason. It's the last line of the novel. I know. It just leaves an impact. But it's funny because, like, I don't actually like Slaps. the lead up to it because it's just like a uh, mm. M dash. And then this, like, it he stops mid-sentence and then yeah. he's just like, and so we beat on. And that part is always jarring for me. But I love the quote in isolation so much that I'm like, yeah. Well, the imagery. So the imagery packed the into, imagery. like, 20 words. It's so fucking good. It's so good. Oh, my God. So that's my number one, the yeah. writing. Um, mm-hmm. if, if that's on your list, you have to drink. It's, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Okay. We'll <laughs> I'll drink. drink okay. Um, my number two is Gatsby being just so awkward about meeting Daisy that he climbs out the window in the rain. That whole scene. Mm, the whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most relatable Very thing in the cute. world. I love it so much. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love that scene. You knew mm-hmm. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. third, top three of the top three is um, the lead up to meeting Gatsby. Iconic. Nick's like, who's this Gatsby guy? And then he's talking to this man. And so he's like, this man's like, oh, come on my hydroplane, old sport. And Nick's like, oh, my goodness, have you seen Mr. Gatsby? And then Gatsby's like, I'm Gatsby. It's like the Spider-Man meme. But literally, because it's Peter Parker oh, yeah. in the movie. And, uh, Ain't that just the way? I love that. I love that. It's iconic. It's so iconic. What's Very your fun. top three, Katie? My top three. Uh, my third is the Owl Eyes guy, the character that they find in the library. I love him. He almost made um, my top three. And then he just pops up. Yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, yeah. My second is this quote, and it's from when... I. It's kind of weird, because you know how, like, near the end, it uh, it starts to get a little bit muddled, and Nick just starts telling you about um, Gatsby and Daisy, and he doesn't really, like, preface it with anything. Like, he just, like, is like, oh, this is the story of them. 
you know? Yeah. But it's in that. Uh, and he's quoting Gatsby and he says, uh, I can't even describe to you how surprised I was to find out I loved her. Oh. Oh. That one hurt. That one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be this is gonna be the episode where I, like, actually, like, I'm like, Julia, what's love? <laughs> Tell me about love. Because, <laughs> so, fuck, I read that quote and I was like, oh, that's, that's that what it is. is. love. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and then, of course, number one is the fucking writing. He is king of the simile, Fitzgerald. King of the simile. I'm drinking for that. I'm, like, going to down this drink and I'll drink the others. <laughs> I'm drinking. Oh, I would never. I would die. Cheers. It's mm. called the Jazz Age. We're simply living in it. And I'm going to get drunk out of sheer embarrassment. Fuck, let's go. It do be. Okay, that was your top three. That's exciting. (laughs) This is the hardest part for me. The worst three. Tell tell me. I was was struggling, but then I I figured some out. I was going to say no, it's perfect. But then I was like, no, I can find fault in my favorite book. We can find a way to shit talk this book. We always can. Yeah. Uh, These are not in order. But they kind of are. So number three, sorry, they're in order. Huh? <laughs> number <Okay>. three <laughs> is the boring list of people's names in chapter four. I'm like, I don't care. Drink, bitch. Oh, my God. You have yep. that, too? God, I hate it. Because uh-huh. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. I'm like, thank you, Baz Luhrmann, for cutting that out of the movie. Number two is the uncomfy racism and like language to use to describe black people. It's not very comfy well, with and, me. And Jewish people, too. Yeah, oh my god, yes, that the racism, the badness. Racism. I think they talk it's about like, the Romani too. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, probably. Fuck, know. it's all, it's, yeah, no. <laughs> 1920s, not excusing it, just saying the fact. Uh, and the worst one for me, well, it's not really the worst. I don't know, one and two are tied. This is just the way that they are on my list. Because I thought of them in this order. Anyway, um, mm. all the women characters, and all the characters in general, kind of suck as people. <laughs> but the women especially suck. And I don't love that. I guess you have to drink for that one, too, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I love our one brain cell working so hard right now. Mm-hmm. Well, working so very not hard. Jeez, working very hard to not work at all. down on this. Yep, no, exactly. Get wasted. Exactly. It's jazz age. Let's go. Oh, you're so right. Okay. All right. Let's have fun with this. Yeah. So you mentioned two of my least faves. Um, you didn't mention one of them, oh. which is the fact that I hate, I hate, I hate when they go to New York and see Myrtle. Like they bring Myrtle to New York when he goes with Tom. You hate that? I hate that fucking, that whole scene gives me so much anxiety when they're like in Respect. the apartment. Or not the apartment. The hot- was it, is it an apartment or a it's hotel? A ho- it's an apartment. The hotel's with yeah, it's her apartment. It's the drama. It's like the... It's yeah, her, like, and mistress. The dog, hook. And Oof. he, like, hits her, and she's, like, crazy, oh, yeah. and everybody's, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I despise it because of the amount of anxiety that it puts in me, because I'm, like, Jesus Christ, I would have had a fucking panic attack if I was in that room. Um, those people screeching at each other the whole time and being, like, take a picture of her. I don't care. Anyways, I hated it. I hate that scene. Um, and then, yeah, listing everyone. I Like, people showed up. I don't care. Oh, cool. You could have cut that out because I basically don't read it and I still love the book. Like, okay. I don't know. Maybe it meant something different when this was originally published. 
I don't care. I mean, that. it shows um, the types of people that are there, I guess. I don't know. You could have done that better, though. He He's a better writer than just listing people off like that. But maybe... I'll turn to that. I just don't have the attention span for it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then, not all the women characters, because I quite like Jordan, but I She's fucking hate person. Daisy. Daisy's the worst. <clears throat> Nick's a lying person. I can't trust Nick on anything. Oh, true. Daisy's the absolute fucking worst. So I'll I, I hate I'm Daisy. drink to both of those things to Nick being the fucking worst hate... and Daisy being the fucking worst. That family tree. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I hate Daisy even when we were supposed to like Daisy. I hate Agreed. her the whole time. Agreed. Same. Even at the beginning when it's like, oh, she's so lovely, she's so nice. I'm like, no, she's stupid and she's flighty and she. Has some mental illness going on there. Let's she has a lot of mental therapy, illness. Therapy, honey. <laughs> yeah. 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 Therapy. Let's all go. Woo! Every single one of you people fucking needs it. Every single one so. in the book needs therapy. And the podcaster's here. Woo! <laughs> yep! <laughs> Woo! It's fine. We're fine. We read Gatsby We're fine. instead of going to therapy. And that's why we are the way that we yeah. are. I'll drink to that. Let's go. Do you have a question for me? Because I have a question for you. Yeah, please do. Ask it. You actually asked it to me. We talked about this when we were deciding the books. Way before we had microphones and the ability to record our voice. Is Nick gay? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a question? Yes, he is. He sleeps with a man. Are you kidding me? What? He sleeps with a man. When? He fully, okay, at the end, at the end of the scene with uh, Tom's mistress, and he goes, there it is. I was on my way to get roaring drunk from sheer embarrassment. Um, Mood and a half. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a mood. Here it is. I I marked up my little book this time because I'm stupid, but it's fine. It's all written in. Um, Okay, so he leaves with. uh, Shaving cream on his face, man? Yes. Yes. Which, first of all, first of all, as soon as that man falls asleep, he wipes the shaving cream off of his face for him. That's tender. Uh, That's a little fruity. (laughs) (laughs) And then it continues, and they both leave, they leave the room at the same time, right? Like, they leave the apartment at the same time, and they go into the elevator at the same time, and the guy's like, you know, like, come to lunch one day. He's like, yeah, all right, I will. Uh, And then, uh, (laughs) and then it goes... All right, I agreed. I'll be glad to. Dot, dot, dot. Hey, Mama Mia. I was standing beside <laughs> his bed, and he was sitting up between the sheets, clad in his underwear with a great portfolio in his hands. You that, only convinced me because of the Mama Mia dot, dot, dot. That, you, know, know, you know if my little brain. Wasn't, you if know there wasn't brain. a dot, 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 I also would be like, okay. You know. That's fucking mm-hmm. fruity as hell, man. He sleeps with a man. Like, I, okay. You know. He could be bi. Yeah. He seems into Jordan. I think he's. I don't, I don't know if he is into Jordan or if he's just into like a sporty woman with hmm. someone, hmm. like a really like very masculine woman hmm. who doesn't really have any figure because it's the twenties. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who like golfs all the time? Hmm. Hmm. He's definitely uh, a member of the homosexual community. In some capacity. <laughs> There's a cube so. somewhere. 
Perhaps it's a questioning. We don't know. We don't know. Can't ask. I'm questioning it. I'm questioning <laughs> it. <laughs> Good to know. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, no. This whole book's a little fruity, but, uh, you know. I definitely think I definitely think he's at the very least by. Oh, a hundred percent. I will. So, I yeah. Yes. Yeah. Drinking to that. Yeah. Drinking to that. Yeah. I have written in like the fucking margin on that page. I was like, Nick Carraway by King, and then I misread it with Viking <laughs> earlier, and I was like, what did I say there? <laughs> by King. God, you're iconic. You're so iconic. Oh my Thank god. Thank you. I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts about this book. I love it so much. It's so good. It's my comfort book. I read it a lot. Um, not like full the way through, but I will just pick it up and read passages sometimes. Mm-hmm. When I need to feel like I'm not the most mentally ill person in the world, I just simply read The Great Gatsby. It does a really good job at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's a side effect of Nick as the narrator, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we talked last week about um i guess the straight doesn't apply in this case but like white men being like yeah I, i'm, I'm above y'all. <laughs> yeah um and there's like okay so like jordan's a total liar maybe i don't trust anything nick says because he says like oh yeah like i definitely consider myself one of the most honest people i know do people do honest people say that hmm. it's like when people no. say i'm really nice okay if you have to say that you're not nice <laughs> yeah I'm the mom friend. No, you're not. You're toxic and you're controlling. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, no, but he's like, yeah, I'm like definitely like the most honest person I know, but everybody else is a liar. Women are liars. They can't help it. Like, you're a liar, Nick. You and lie gay. about Shut everything up. all the time. Yeah, and you're gay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I don't care anymore. Gossipy little bitch. Like, I. <laughs> anyways, um, so Nick is a twink confirmed. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, he's like, you know, so he's like holding himself above everybody and he's like, oh, I'm so much better. I'm so much more honest. You, uh, like, you know, you didn't actually engage in the adultery, but you certainly like enabled ne- it, not negotiated, enabled it and like arra- arranged it. You fucking he arranged it. He, you put together open your home to them. Hm. OK. So I think you might have lied about one thing, Nick. Lying by omission, sir. So I think he's like, yeah, all of these people are the absolute fucking scum of the earth. Um, I'm going to pretend like I like them because I hung out with them for a whole summer. Two-faced bitch. Oh, yeah. Gemini King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. You should have do the birth charts for all of them. them. Um, so no. I was like, should I do that right now? No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it definitely like because of because of how like. He's like, everybody is the worst, and they're all lying liars, and they're terrible, and they're greedy, and they value nothing, and they also value money above everything else. Um, you're like, wow, I'm not the worst person on the planet. And it's a very nice feeling. It is. It really is. Sometimes you get the need mm-hmm. to feel like that. Uh, and it's also mm-hmm. like, Nick, wake up. You're in New York to make money because you're too broke to marry your fiance. You're in the bonds business. Mm-hmm. You're a Wall Street boy. And you're just there you to have make a, a quick fiance. Buck. You literally you have said, a fiance. 
Oh, true. Oh, yeah. He has a fully has a fiance, and he's like, uh, at least I'm not a cheater. Like, dirty old Gatsby and date. Well, Gatsby's not a cheater. Dirty old Tom and yeah. what's her name? Daisy. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, King. Like, you're engaged. Thank y'all. Also, like. You're engaged, and you sleep with a man, and then you date Jordan all summer. Hmm. What was huh. I thinking? Wall Street. I have no idea I interrupted Wall you. Wall Street. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Sorry. My train of thought was like, then Gatsby was like, hey, boy, do you want to make a quick buck? And he said the only reason he didn't take him up on that was because he felt like he, he uh, Gatsby was like doing him a, a favor or something or like was like paying him yeah. back for having, enabling the affair. Yes. And ta- mm-hmm. and what's his name? Nick was like, oh, mm. Uh, no, I'm just doing this out of... I'm just helping you have an affair with my cousin out of the goodness of my heart. You don't have to pay me back. <laughs> so... Also, like, why do you want this man to fuck your cousin so bad? Like, what the... F- what the hell? I don't believe that in my heart. I'm just trying to be... I'm trying to be funny. You know me. I love Nick. I love him. I really do. You love Nick? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. I pity I love Nick. him in the same way I love Holden Caulfield. Oh, Yes. Oh, yes. That's a... Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They are the same person. Yeah. Not the same, but same type of person. They're like you and me. Oh. That's a bad yes. <laughs> analogy, but yeah. That's really unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks for us. Woo! Oh, there's... Wow, there's too many parallels between... You've made too many connections with that statement. I'm just going to move on from that. Um, <laughs> we will not be unpacking that in this episode. Ooh. No, not now. Not ever. Probably. Um, Offline in the secrets of our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I do love Nick, though. I do love him. As a main character, if there was anybody else to pick a perspective to, to do this story from, like, I wouldn't. As unreliable and as, as dishonest as he is, I love it. Agreed. He is the perfect role for this. Yeah. Imagine those split narrative with Jordan. Obviously, it's the 1920s, so we can't have a women's perspective. But I, oh, I no, want to know. Yeah, you women. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, imagine split narrative and Jordan gets like Daisy's side. I want to know what's going on in Daisy's ditzy brain. Oh, when he leaves and goes to New York with Tom, but we we get that, but then we get the same. You know how they do the thing where it's like. Same day, oh, different place. These. Yeah. Same day, different place. Same situation, different perspective. Like, you know, when, <gasps> like she stands yes. behind with Daisy. Oh my, oh, my God. Yes. I don't know if it would be that interesting. Because all no, Daisy seems to Daisy do is, not is like, she lies around and drinks and complains. Honestly, the goal. Like, sees her kid, Honestly, like, once a day. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would be her in a heartbeat. She just is like ditzy. Hello, precious, and precious, beautiful, most... precious. I can't do a baby voice. That's a... no. That's like almost like you were. Yeah, well, you were. You were trying to. Julia, I can't have any more to drink. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, that was. Yeah, she's, she's like. You know, I love a ditz. You know, I love a bimbo. You, you know, do love a ditz. I know. But she's mm-hmm. just like she's in the worst way. She's not a fun toxic bimbo. bimbo vacation. You're right. Yeah. She's a bimbo written by man. Let's be real. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I'm okay. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. She's a bimbo written by a man. She's a bimbo who's sad. 
yeah. like self-victimizing bimbo. That's it. That's I'm drinking my second drink to that because I killed the first. Woo. Oh my god. Ah, welcome to the most incoherent episode of Getting Literate. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. One last thing. Yeah. I don't know yes. who said this to me because I probably mm-hmm. um, stopped talking to them recently after they said this. Do you think that The Great Gatsby was written by Zelda and then F. Scott stole all her work and plagiarized her and then sold it off as his own? That was more Moira. I have no idea. I'm going to be upfront with you. I have zero clue. I don't think that just because of the way this is written. How about the but... inscription to my darling Zelda? Oh, I, I want love like that. <sighs> they, okay, I don't know a lot about them, but I know that they were like in love. I know. I know. And even then I could be fucking lying, but I want to imagine that. In I my heart they, they were in love. Um, yeah. You can't write, you can't write this, this romance without being. In love. You're right. In You're love. right. Oh my God, the yearning. Okay. So if you have no thoughts, I will just say mine. But, um, mm-hmm. even if it was written by Zelda, which I don't think it was because I've read other works by F. Scott and the writing style is very similar. Even if it was written by Zelda, like, I'm okay with, like, this. I don't think it was stealing her work. I think it was partnership. Because let's be real, it's the 20s. Could women write a classic and have it be a classic? Could a woman be a successful author or be recognized for the beauty that is The Great Gatsby? The answer? No. So even if she wrote it, he helped it become immortal. Right? It says Fitzgerald on the book, right? Like... It says to my darling Zelda on the inside. Julia, I'm going to kill myself because I was just looking it up and I'm like, you know what? I'm woefully uninformed about actually like what her work is like at all. And um, they're like him and, okay, no, I'm actually not trusting this website anymore. Uh, It looked like it was going to be credible. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it said like that he had stolen letters from her and tried to pass them off as her own and then they became estranged which like i refuse to no, believe I have to as a person mm-hmm. uh she wrote in a review i don't really trust this website because they're trying to sell me like a hyundai advantage at the same time i'm like <laughs> most iphone users are shocked by this sorry i can't trust anything that's on your website if you got an ad like no. that let me try and find something that actually actually has anything there's yeah i'm actually not seeing a lot that says like he did steal from her except for those ones oh this is from somebody's this is from their grandchild this is from their grandchild do i don't know if i want to know this you can know this first part because it's very cute okay the names scott and zelda can summon taxis at dusk conjure gleaming hotel lobbies and smoky speakeasies flappers yellow fate phaetons i don't know White suits, large chips, expa- expatriates, and not and ugh, reading's hard. And nostalgia for the lost generation. And even though they are my grandparents, I can't fail to mention that Scott's alcoholism and Zelda's madness are a powerful part of the myth. That is a love story. I'm I have tears in my eyes and goosebumps. That's a love story in less than fifty words. I have too much makeup on my eyes. <laughs> to cry. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have no idea whether or not he stole from her, but I think that this book is written by a man. The majority of it, at the very yeah. least. I don't know if he stole from her or not. I really, truly don't. Like I said, I tried to, I just tried to look it up, and yes, it was 
in less than a minute of actual research. <laughs> but I only found one website that said that he did. And we don't trust it. And it didn't seem to be very credible. It told me that iPhone users are shocked. <laughs> I don't trust anything from them. So I'm choosing to believe uh, that they were madly in love. Oh, yes. And tragic people. I'll fucking drink to that. That sound like sound like anybody we might have read about recently? Hmm. 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 Great Gatsby. A yeah. biography. <laughs> Apparently there was a line from his own life in there. I saw that little headline while I was That's scrolling. Cute. Is it sleeping with a man who had shaving cream on his face? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she had to go through electric shock therapy. That's kind of fun. Kind of jealous. Spicy. Yeah, same. I feel like it would be really good for me, actually. Uh, JK, JK. But it apparently was somewhat inspired by his own life, which makes me sad. Yeah. But also, God, that's so beautiful. You know? Yeah. I'm yeah. Cry that's, this book is beautiful. This book is beautiful. There's one word for this book. Mm-hmm. Beauty mm-hmm. incarnate. Yeah. Well, if you're going to cry, do we want to move on? Sure, please. <laughs> yeah. I can't cry. Um, okay, well, you can take a minute and I can just talk for a little while if you want. Um, yes, I have a few please. things to say about this book. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared. Mm-hmm. No, don't be. Okay. Don't be. Okay. It's mostly me just sharing my, my little, my stupid little thoughts. Okay. Um, okay, so I mentioned Owl Eyes is mm-hmm. my favorite, one of my fave characters. Actually, no, I think he might be my fave. Mostly... Because I can't decide if he is a second representation of God or if he's a representation of death. Katie, um, I had that exact same thought reading it. Not the death one, because your brain right? is bigger than mine, but definitely the God one. Well, okay, the God one, at first, just reading it, I was like, okay, but like we've got eyes for the uh, Dr. T.J. Eckelberg. Um, and then we have the first encounter with this guy. We we meet him, and he's described as like, he's only referred to as owl eyes, for one thing. We've already got eyes associated with God. And then... Um, the first time we meet him, he's like talking about his eyes and he's in this library and he's like trying to, you know, discern all these things. And it's, you know, they're all real. Did I tell you about they're all real? Like, it just felt very like he knows more than everybody else that's going on. And I looked into this a little bit and people are talking about like he's, um, supposed to be a representation of like the actual American dream, which is to learn and to get to know people because he's the only one who, who seems to really like see Gatsby and really see Nick. Um, for who they are as people. Uh, and especially when at the end, when he's at the funeral, he's like, I couldn't get to the house. And Nick goes, yeah, no one could. It's like, okay, so he can see that it's an unachievable thing. This, like, idea of, like, um, immense wealth and, like, all of that. Like, he couldn't get to the house because nobody could because it's fake. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe he's God. And then I kept reading it and I was like, you know what? No, he's not. Because I tried to start to like piece these things together um, just in like little notes and stuff. He's not God. I, he might be God. I think he's death. I think he's death. Um, I think that would partially... be a good binary. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. Oh, right. It's like, that's a fun line to walk. Mm-hmm. You know, who like. Different eyes, different. And yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Um, and part of the reason I think that is because he shows up at the end at Gatsby's funeral. Absolutely 100%. That's le- that's like an unmissable motif. Um, but he also, uh, at that first party, 
you know when Nick goes to leave and there's that car accident out front? Yes. And the guy stumbles out of the car accident and it's it's owl eyes comes out and everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you even driving? He's like, I wasn't even trying. Like, I wasn't even trying. And they're like, well, why would you, are you trying to like kill yourself? Like, what are you doing? He's like, no, no, I wasn't driving. And then the other guy stumbles out. And I'm like, okay, so it's interesting that you've associated this guy with a car accident, a library where nobody else at the party was. And Nick always describes these parties as, like, alive and living and all of these people, like, you know, like, really, like... I, he keeps using the word alive when he when he describes the parties. And then they go mm-hmm. into the library and nobody else is in, in the library at this party. So the whole alive party is outside of this room where this one guy is. And I'm like, that's interesting. Um, and then he's associated with this car accident. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you almost died and all this stuff. Um... And then he's at the funeral, which is just interesting. And then there's one other scene. And this one, I really can't tell if he's God or if he's death. Uh, But when Nick has arranged the meeting between Daisy and Gatsby and they're hanging out, they were in Nick's house for a little while. And Nick just went and stood outside in the rain, much like, okay, as you do. Could Gatsby, like, give you your, like, his house to go hang out in, maybe? So you didn't have to go stand under a tree like a fucking weirdo. Whatever. And then they go to Gatsby's house, right? Because he's like, Daisy, I want to show you my castle fucking <laughs> built. Um, yeah, and she walks in, and, and he's like, you know, oh my, she's like, oh my god, like, this is insane. And they go past the library. They go past the library, and, uh, Nick thinks to himself, and he goes, I could almost hear Owl Eyes's like, ghostly laugh or something like that. Definitely the words ghostly laugh are used. And I'm like, interesting. Interesting that this man is coming up yet again. This time not even in, like, a corporeal form. He's in the back of your head. He's living inside your head. And, like... I just think, like, it's so interesting. And he's, like, it's almost like he's looking at this situation and he's laughing at it. And I know that it's, like, supposed to be in association with the library and he's, like, laughing and being, like, oh, my God, all of these books are real. That's crazy. I'm a drunk man and I'm astounded at the fact that all these books are real. But I'm, like, are you laughing at the death of a, of a, of a dream, maybe? Right? Because Gatsby and Daisy have, have dreamed about each other for years. Years. They've, like, kept... Maybe not the death of a dream. Maybe like the death of like a, uh, um, <laughs> the death of a of, of a person that you that never actually existed. Oh, somebody God, that you had built I'll up in your head, like that. an, an imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink to that. I'm gonna drink to that. Um, because that one hits a little close to home. Thank <laughs> you. And I just made that little connection in my head just now. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's meeting he's meeting Daisy for the first time in five years, and Daisy's meeting Gatsby for the first time in five years, and it's like, yes, you're madly in love with each other now, but you're gonna realize that these people aren't who you like. You are gonna realize that the person that you were in love with isn't actually someone who exists. So that person that you were in love with is gonna have to die. Like he's there in that moment, so I can't decide if he's God looking down on the situation and laughing, or if he's death looking at it and taking something can i quote a reason why i think he would be death Mm -hmm. okay if i can get through this without crying it'll be a miracle um so possibly it had occurred to 
Gatsby that the colossal significance of the light had now vanished forever. Compared to the great distance that had separated him from Daisy, it had seemed very near to her, almost touching. It had seemed as close as a star to the moon. Now it was just, again, a green light on a dock. His count of enchanted objects had diminished by one. It's death, baby, and I'm gonna cry now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's... He's the god of death, Owl Eyes, and I love that. I love it. I love it so much. Like, the fact that this guy shows up, like, what, four times, max? And Fitzgerald has managed to pack so much fucking meaning into him? Girly. That's talent. That's so much skill. Like, you know what? Everyone makes fun of that stupid little fucking, like, what is it? Six-word story? Baby shoes for sale, never worn. And I know that's not Fitzgerald. I think it's Hemingway. (laughs) But uh, you can't. You can't do that and not be a skilled writer to pack meaning into such little space. Like, it uh, it kills me. I love him so much. I love him so much. I'll drink to that, girly. Yeah. But that's my, that's me, rant. My monologue. I loved it. Thank you. I loved it. I'm, Thank you. I wrote crying three different times. Oh, my God. I think you have to drink three different times then. I will drink. Should I drink three different drinks? Mm-hmm. One that was the Fitzgerald. I believe you should. It's tasty. Mm. That was the nearly empty gin, Ricky. Some of the ice melted. <laughs> Are you Ooh, ready for the drink. Visceral, visceral reaction to the mint julep? Yeah. That's that was fucking funny. <laughs> I haven't seen that face in a long time. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. Yeah. No. I was reading this and I was like, you know what? They also mentioned a mint julep. Maybe we should drink those. And I was like, fuck that. Ew. <laughs> no, no me you. thinking that and then saying, mm, I'm gonna drink three drinks tonight. <laughs> You're committed, and it's because you love this. I'm so, so committed to this bit. I mean, I'm just like a fucking flapper, so I'm very committed. It's so fun. I, it's so it's fun. so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my it's my little oh my monologue. God, I loved it so much. So I might cry. I have a lot of other thoughts. If you want to let me keep talking, I can. Yeah. They're not gonna be about the owl eyes, but um I can give you I had two monologues prepped. I had two monologues I, prepped because I wasn't sure what they wanted to go with. And then I thought of a better essay title for one of them, so I figured Okay, that one can be I'll the do essay. the monologue. I'll do the monologue about the not essay. So that way, when we get to the essay title, it's spicy. But I don't know if you have anything you want to talk about or if I'm just going to spoil my essay. No, let's move on to essays. Okay. Okay. Do you want to hear mine? Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay, this one's funny. Um, Murmurs from the Devil on Your Shoulder, an analysis of corruption in Othello and the Great Gatsby. I wrote this in grade 11. Oh. I wrote it in grade 11. Oh, bitch. So it's a fully oh, okay. essay that I wrote. So uh, I had three. Oh. Yeah, I give, just looked give. at it on Google Docs, so I'll give you my thesis. <laughs> but I'll just tell you the body points while I'm pulling that up. Yeah, yeah. So scams, we're comparing Iago and Gatsby, different scams. Um, deception, um, Iago deceives Othello, Tom deceives Gatsby, and corruption of Ooh. others, like cr- being a corruptive influence. So Iago corrupts Othello, mm-hmm. and Wolsheim corrupts Gatsby, and by extension, Gats- Gatsby corrupts Nick. Could I offer another point? I mean, 
no because I already wrote it but yes <laughs> no I know but um were you to rewrite this I think it would be interesting to look at how Tom corrupted Wilson that's interesting it's not the type of corruption I was going to but it would no, work really well with the Iago to um Othello yeah I got yeah, a 96 on this, by the way. And oh, the well, teacher did, wrote... Because that's a sexy fucking essay. It was a sexy essay. And the teacher wrote, I'm keeping a copy of this as an example. And that's why I still have my essay. <laughs> I was literally... I had the paper copy and I was like... Mm. I personally... My head would have inflated... Um, hmm. I'm going to say 400 times the size it currently is. Oh. And I'd be stuck on the moon. Girl, Because it'd be so big. <laughs> me. I was unbearable <laughs> in high school. That's not true. But okay. You didn't sure. know me. Um, you did not know no, me. No, I know, but I can imagine. And I I was unbearable in high school. And if no, that point doesn't make sense. We both would have been unbearable because we've got the same fucking brain <laughs> cell. You're right. Brain. Okay. All right. Why do you I think believe I... it? We would have, I would have been able to bear it. Nobody ah. else would have. <laughs> so. Okay, I think this is the thesis. Yeah. Although there mm. is evidence to suggest that corruption runs rampant in both the Great Gatsby and Othello. Through an examination of corrupt behaviors and corruptive influences, one can conclude that Othello exhibits the most damaging levels of corruption. Sexy. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. That's fantastic. I think That's the fantastic. reason is because everyone dies instead of one person. <laughs> well, doesn't everyone die at the end of this book? Metaphorically speaking, all their dreams die, and dreams are what make a person. So one could no, argue that the Great Gatsby, everyone dies. Okay, fuck you, first of all. <laughs> I'm talking like, no, literally, like, Daisy and Tom are these fucking, like, big social figures. Rip. They both die. They leave New York, right? Like, their, to their entire social status dies. Um... Does it die though? I mean, in New York, obviously. But they, but they like, moved to New York. To fucking then on East Egg, I mean, I keep forgetting that they're not the same fucking place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Wilson certainly dies. His his mind. Yeah. Done. Uh, right? On the Myrtle's pool dead. side wall or the bushes or whatever. Myrtle's oh, dead. Yeah. Myrtle's Gatsby's dead. dead. Gatsby's dead. Jordan's like, is you're Nick dead in to a me, healthy Nick. place? No. No. Nick's half dead. Like, he's not He's not alive in His the same way that he dead. was. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, metaphorically. But I think, you know, there's a reason it coincides with fall as the end of this book. Girl. I'll drink to that. But, yeah. Truly. I'll drink to that. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, I was thinking mm -hmm. something that was going to be on my worst, but then I was like, oh, wait, no, there are actually things I can could critique. Ooh, Julie's had a lot to drink uh, about this book instead <laughs> of just saying like, oh, the movie did this better. But let's talk about the movie for a brief moment. Okay. Baz Luhrmann, Leo Decap, the loves of my life. Okay. Oh, unparalleled duo. There's a couple things about the ending that the movie does better than the book. One is... It all has to do with phone calls. So when Nick calls mm -hmm. Daisy and, and Tom and, like, they're literally in the act of leaving and their butler's like, it's Nick calling. And they're like, no, queen, no, queen. Like, do not give us yeah. the phone. Say we're gone. We are not here. Uh, and, he's, and the butler's like, oh, they're not here. But you can totally see that they are here. Poignant. 
and second oh yeah when nick calls gatsby and gatsby's in the pool and he thinks it's daisy calling and then he dies i'm gonna cry again <laughs> but yeah that was really that was up. so well and the book up. didn't do that but yeah i feel like the book no, could well, have done that but it just couldn't like visually represent it and Baz Luhrmann said i well, because, feel the essence and here she is well because we were in um we were in nick's head we we were like what it's so it's it's really hard to right. translate a book to a movie and keep the same perspective um yes. you know and look at a and look at a movie and look at a book and be like okay how is this different because like yes absolutely that final fucking scene is devastating, devastating in ways that the book isn't it's very removed because the movie is able to put you into not necessarily the perspective but you get to watch firsthand rather than having nick tell you his account of the events yeah right mm-hmm. also Baz Luhrmann is a fucking genius he is so my king truly yeah 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 him and Leo Decap absolutely unparalleled iconic 100% amazing I will watch anything they make anything Romeo and Juliet fucking make a commercial for dog food it'd be my new fave girl <laughs> same I'd be like the biggest stan of it cinema (laughs) anyway we love essays what's your essay we do love essay yes i have one i do have one i know Um, you do thank you the luminosity of his pink suit color and corruption in uh in the great gatsby bitch that's so good thank you thank you yeah, okay. And I know that we both talked about corruption, and I think that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but I, okay, so everybody focuses on the green light, right? Mm-hmm. And green is like wealth and greed and envy Aww. and all of this stuff that's like definitely corrupting American society. Um, and that's, you know, whatever. We know that. We've we know that new. the green light is unattainable and this fake ass dream and all of this shit. Pink is what interests me. Pink only shows up six times. I looked up a PDF. I did a I did a control F. <laughs> Command F. I don't know. I did a little I did a little, a little word search. search. A little search. Comes up six times. It's used six times in the entire novel. But I think that as much as green is used to represent greed and wealth and envy and um like illness in this book, uh pink is what enables it. Like so green is this illness this like sickness this um like that pervades american society and gatsby yeah yeah pink is used to like to talk about things that enable that and it, it's used in like this context of like deceit and um disdain it's just it's so power it's so powerfully employed but it is it's used for um delusion and deceit particularly to and like to to disguise this corruption that's actually like actively happening um i have some quotes i'm gonna pull them out because i want to i'm gonna try not um, to cry brb <laughs> it's okay um i'm gonna drink yeah that'll make me cry but okay mm-hmm. so the quote from the title of or my essay title is from the scene where uh Gatsby is standing outside of Daisy's house Mm -hmm. and he's standing there in his pink suit. Yes. Right. And 
so Nick goes, I could think of nothing except the luminosity of his pink suit under the moon. And then he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I just want to make sure she's okay. And Nick, in response to that, he's like, oh, I'm just standing here. And Nick goes, somehow that seemed a despicable occupation. Oh, snap. So it's interesting that you would, like, give us this, like, gorgeous image of this man standing in a pink suit, like, totally luminous under the moonlight, standing, waiting to make sure that his, the love of his life is going to be okay after a fucking disastrous afternoon. And that doesn't sit right with you, Nick? Hmm. And then, and the literally, like, less than a page later, um... Nick goes to leave and he goes, I looked at the house. There were two or three bright windows downstairs in the pink glow from Daisy's room on the second floor. But Daisy's not in that room. That's the room that Gatsby's looking at. That's the glow, that pink glow that Gatsby's looking at. But but Daisy's not there. She's in the kitchen eating KFC. She's in the kitchen. (laughs) Eating KFC, which I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Just like snacking with her husband, Mm. who she's not going to leave. She's not going to leave him for Gatsby. Gatsby no. thinks that he that she will. He's standing there waiting to make sure that she's okay. And she's in a different room. And that pink glow is what he's watching, but he's not watching her. So there's that. There's that. Yes. And I'm like, okay, interesting that you would employ pink in that way to make it um, not only, like, deception on Daisy's part, but deception. Like, something is hidden and, like, malevolent in the way that Gatsby is like, I'm just standing here in my pink suit. Um you have to say despicable time. because you've been describing all the pink with d words so you actually can't say malevolent although it's a great word you're so right please stick despicable to d adverbs <laughs> my apologies <laughs> um yeah okay so the last time the last time that nick sees gatsby mm-hmm. he you know he shouts at him across the lawn whatever and then he talks a little bit about that and he, uh, he's describing Gatsby, and he, he says, his gorgeous pink rag of a suit made a bright spot of color against the white step. And then he, and then he goes on, right? Okay, so he's standing in a pink suit again. And Iconic. that's Stop. a very significant pink. color. Sorry? I'm just the peanut gallery tonight. <laughs> okay, all right. I, can't, I, don't, I just don't want to talk over you. Um, <laughs> but so he goes on for a little bit more, and then he thinks about the time. Like, so he says, you know, he's standing there in his, his pink suit, and then he thinks about, Nick thinks about the first night that he was at that house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, the lawn and drive had been crowded with the faces of those who guessed at his corruption. And he had stood on those steps, concealing his incorruptible dream as he waved them goodbye. So once again, we have pink associated with this, like, deceit and this, like, f- this front for I'm a good person and I'm totally normal, but it's not true. And Nick is like, You're, this isn't true. The other times that pink is used uh, is when Daisy is talking about um, the clouds when they're in Gatsby's house. She's like, I want to put you in one of those pink clouds and just push you around. And Nick's like, I'm going to go. Actually, <laughs> I need to leave. <laughs> like, no, um, you can't. That's a little too much for me. You guys are being weird. Um, <laughs> but that's, they're actively engaging in this, like, lie. And they won't let Nick leave. He can't disengage from the lie. So there's a lot, and I don't have fully formed thoughts around it, but... um. Yeah, six times. Six times that word is used, and all six times there's so much fucking meaning packed into it. I can't get over it. He's so skilled. Like the Daisy and Gatsby stuff. That's so good. Yeah. 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 I like the one time pink is mentioned, and Tom's like, Who wears a fucking pink suit? Ew. (laughs) Well, once again, once again, though, he's like an Oxford man. 
he's not a fucking oxygen man. He's wearing a pink suit. So once again, it's associated with lying. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know. I loved it. I love that. I'm trying not to cry. I'm not speaking because I just have so many emotions <laughs> right now. <laughs> I can't get over it. I can't imagine how somebody eye. can write so well. Right? I can't. I don't even know. I don't. I. Yeah. But yeah, so if green is the wealth and greed that is corrupting America, then pink is the thing standing in front of it saying, no, 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 everything's fine. This is a good way to live. So like, pink is the pink clouds, of his suit. right? Pink clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's red and white, in the clouds, and then blue in the sky. Interesting, interesting. Mm. So, hmm. Mm. But yeah, um, so that was my second rant. And <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. you for it. I love how it's out in the open. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I mean, you know me. I love the color pink. You do. Your walls are pink. <laughs> yeah. There's so much gin in this. Topic. Yeah, there is. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I don't want to make you cry again, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah. You said yeah. so many valid, beautiful, thought-provoking. Thank you. Amazing. Well, I didn't, I didn't have to read this for school, right? You so what? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't read it for school. I read it in high school because I think, I think I was just like online. To keep your English think, student oh, card. Not like other girls. It's I fine. was not like other girls in you high school. You were not like other girls. I had to read. I had to read the book before I saw the movie. Of course, Julia. Of course. No, okay. I hadn't read it in high school, so I didn't have to do the whole discussion thing. So I didn't really come. Like I read it at like fifteen. You know, the American dream. Sure. The greed, all of that. Okay, cool. That's like surface level. I got that. And then going back to it now, I didn't have any sort of critical analysis of it. So I was able to kind of look at it and be like, okay, let's make up my own. So, which was fun. Cheers to that. I'll drink to that. I'll snap to that. Thank you. I don't think we should teach any books in schools. That's not true. Some people need to be told no we need to teach books books. no i just was like i'm thinking like because i was able like i was able to think of these things because i didn't hear any other perspectives Hmm. that i would have been like subconsciously focusing on had i studied this in high school true um but um also having talked to other people about books sometimes i'm like no some people need to be told what to think because otherwise they're gonna think the wrong things yeah (laughs) cheers i'll drink to that interpretations i'll drink to that not that interpretations (laughs) can be wrong well, they can be if but you don't have yes, they can the be. receipts. If you can't back it up with a quotation or mm-hmm. a paraphrasing or just an example from the novel, they're wrong. Honest to God, even like a a single motif that you can connect with like a fucking connotation in some other novel, that's, that's right. all you need. That is all you need. Then you're valid. Um, everyone in computer science, in the fucking computer hmm. science book clubs who say your opinion is wrong because it's not one or zero. <laughs> Interesting that people who operate on a binary are unable to see other people's points of view. Huh. But... God, I love being an English slash comp sci bitch. Because we can just With be that. pretentious about so many things. <laughs> so many different so things. Many oh my things. god, you don't understand tech? Oh my god, you don't understand books? Oh my god. Fuck, let's end on that note. 
I love I being love a big-headed bitch. Mm. <laughs> we are the big-headed bitches, and this has been an getting literate. Woo! Woo! I'm Julia. <laughs> I'm Katie. Thanks for listening. Thank you. And also, cheers. Cheers. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Green light. Sleep tight. <laughs>